Welcome to the Parlay Podcast, a thought-provoking and entertaining podcast that breaks down the pathology of speech, language, and other processes that affect the way we communicate on a daily basis. Professor of Speech and Language Pathology, Chantal Mayer-Crittenden, hosts a bevy of guests who help her explore and explain the diverse landscape of speech, language, and their relationship with the brain. It's episode three already. I'm pretty excited about that. Uh, so far, the feedback's been pretty good for the first two episodes. I'm still learning and still thinking about innovative ways to make this podcast interesting. So it is uh, an interesting podcast here today, as a matter of fact. Uh, it is, uh, for me, 11.02 p.m. Um, it is Valentine's Day, February 14th, twenty. 19. Just in case people didn't know when Valentine's Day was. That's right. Uh, and that voice you just heard was uh, my husband, Kevin. Hey, Kevin. Hi. I sound like Ray Romano. <laughs> you do sound Ray like Ray Romano. Romano. That's okay. <laughs> Nobody's judging. Um, and I, I invited Kevin tonight because I wanted to talk about ADHD. I have found a very um, deep interest in ADHD, and it actually stems from my personal life. Married a guy with ADHD. Actually, we've been together for what now? What's that now? Uh, since 1997, so 21 years. Yeah, not married, but together. Together. Right. Um, and I guess I've so always when you were kind 10. of known that you had um, ADHD. Special. But, yeah. Special characteristics but it was kind of a thing of the past when I first met you you just said oh I had ADHD and I Hmm. don't think that you knew you still had it and this podcast about communication and a lot of people have a hard time communicating you know just in general but ADHD is one of those um, disorders if you want to call it that I don't like using that word but where people do have a hard time with social communication so Kevin you're an adult now in your 40s. You've, uh, you've got a lot of experience. Early 40s. You've got uh, 40-some years of experience with ADHD. Mm-hmm. So tell us about that. Well, I wouldn't have 40-some years, I guess. But uh, I don't know. I was uh, a 9D uh, grade student, so 9Ds in grade 6. And my parents thought that was a problem. So uh, back then, that would have been the mid-80s. Somewhere on there, I guess that really dates myself. Yeah. Uh, and um, it was about ten years or so into the study of uh, ADD and ADHD, and we went to we lived in Hamilton, so they took me to McMaster University, and people poked and prodded me, and uh, gave me a few tests with regards to psych- psychological testing and those ink blots and all that kind of stuff. And in the end, they determined determined I was uh, this new thing called ADD. It was, they actually used to distinguish between attention deficit, deficit disorder and uh, attention deficit hyperactive disorder. I think they still differentiate, but now they just call it ADHD. Yeah. yeah. So I, I was not hyperactive. I was just a normal active child, but uh, had huge issues concentrating. So uh, Ritalin was a new drug at the time, and uh, my parents struggled with whether or not to administer it, and they did. And I went from having nine Ds in grade six to graduating high school as an Ontario scholar. Um, 
and they used to think you grew out of it as well. And I only learned recently, the past couple of years, that through a CBC, I think it was CBC. Talking, I think it was more because we were, so we also have a daughter who has ADHD. So ADHD is something that is um, genetic. Uh, so it was about five years ago when we got, when she got diagnosed and we started looking into it and I was reading about it. And I, cause I, when we met, I remember you saying like, it was, it was a thing of the past. Like I said earlier, like we, we, you grew out of it and you had ADHD as a kid and I, that was 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. So we didn't, I didn't know anything about it. I took myself off medication actually, uh, after grade 13 and, uh, struggled through university. So I did graduate, uh, with honors. So it was an 80, over 80 average, but I really had to work extra hard uh, to get there. And again, thinking that it, ADHD was something just, that just children and teens had, and eventually you'll grow it. Um, but then I watched some kind of documentary, I think it was, uh, I forget which, CBC or someone, and they talked about it, and that you don't outgrow it, and that it's an actual physical uh, difference in the executive functioning parts of the brain. Hang on. Let's just talk about that for a second because, oops, uh, I hit my mic. I wanted to, I researched it a little bit right before we started this. So Attitude Magazine is actually a fantastic website that if you're interested in ADHD, you should check it out. They also have a great podcast. Spelled with D's, So yeah, ADD, like ADD-itude. Okay, so here they have a little uh, tidbit on the neuroscience of the ADHD brain. So essentially... It's um, deficiencies in the neurotransmitters. So neurotransmitters is just what fires up your, your mood, your movement, uh, like a whole bunch of stuff. You need to have those transmitters. And it says... It's neurons uh, talking. Yeah, essentially. Yeah, exactly. And it says that it's the norepine- norepinephrine. Norepinephrine. Am I saying that right? Yeah. Um, which don't is linked... Don't speech bath. Well, I don't say that. I say that word in <laughs> French usually. <laughs> Uh, and then it's linked to dopamine. And so dopamine is that thing that helps you with like that reward and pleasure. And it's actually linked to drug addictions. And even, and you know, now with social media, that, that immediate, that ding, the like, yeah, exactly. Pavlov's reward system. So that part of the brain is affected and it also impairs activity. Um, in regions such as the frontal cortex and that, like I had recorded in episode one with my guest who had had a brain injury, um, it, the frontal lobe is responsible for your executive functions, which mm. is what you were saying earlier. And it's also... And filters. Yeah, surprise, surprise. Well, yeah, executive functions are that mm-hmm. inhibition, lack of it, thereof. That's what, that's what dr- uh, drinking helps with. Yeah. Um, attention, organization. Mm. Okay. And the limbic system, so that's your emotions and, again, your attention. And then the basal ganglia, which um, can cause, it says here, interbrain communication and information to short circuit. So the basal ganglia is responsible for that, so that results in inattention or impulsivity. So those I can't say are... that, I, that, I, that I relate to any of those no, symptoms whatsoever. No, not no. at all. Always on time, never impulsive. Not disorganized. Not disorganized. Uh, Lots not of a, filter. Not emotional. So much filter. Barely get things out. So, yeah, so about five years ago, I'm reading about this. And I still remember, I was sitting on the couch. And I yelled out to you and I said, oh my gosh. Like, you totally still have this. You, st- you, you have... Like, full-blown ADHD. Yeah, and I think at the same time, 
again, I took myself off of the medication. I hated taking the medication through high school, um, but it, it certainly did help. Um, I took myself off after grade 13, or actually in grade 13, um, and then went to university, and I really, looking back, I didn't feel like it at the time, but looking back, I definitely struggled through university to make it to class on time, to get projects in on time, um, to not cram for exams, which, again, it's it's known that uh, you know those with ADHD work best under pressure. Um, but it was a struggle for sure. And then even through adulthood, working life, um, you know, definitely felt like I was spinning my wheels a lot of time. Went back to our family doctor, mentioned it, and she said, yep, you probably should have meds. So it was quite interesting. Yeah, so you were medicated, and um, we've chosen to medicate our daughter whenever she's in school, so it's really just a school thing. So you struggled in school. How... Um, what else have you noticed? Like how, okay, so we, let's go back. We discovered about five years ago that, oh my gosh, like this is still something that you're dealing with and whatever. So then we read about it. And um, so as an adult, what are some of the challenges? So just um, in everyday life. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, the, it's, it's uh, the real struggles are around being on time for things, scheduling out, uh, planning ahead, um, having to be uh, very, very structured if you if you work in that type of environment. Um, one of the things I took away from that documentary, and I, I cannot remember, actually, now that I think of it, it was a David Suzuki documentary series. Um, you know what? I'll, I think I can find it, and if I do, I'll put it in the show notes. Yeah. It's really interesting, and uh, one of the things they said in there is, is there's such a social stigma around... Um, you know, mental health and mental issues to begin with. And ADHD is one of those things that is certainly invisible. Um, but they, they likened it to um, someone who can't see very well, not wearing glasses. No one cares. If you can't see well, you get glasses and you can see better. And you would never go through your days, um, you know, not being able to see. So same idea, uh, taking proper medication through your uh, doctor. Yeah, but you didn't like it. You didn't no. like the medication? No, no. I mean, the side effects-wise, for me anyways, was just a loss of appetite, which as a 43-year-old is not a bad thing, probably. <laughs> but uh, as a growing child, um, that was a challenge. And then headaches occasionally, but otherwise there have been no long-term effects shown um, from from the meds um, that are given at all. And so actually, why don't you take it every day then? Because I can't focus enough to <laughs> to remember <laughs> to take it. No, I know, but so I don't know. I, I, it must I don't make know you why. feel different, yeah. or I really don't know why. Because I, I, it it's like taking a huge caffeine pill is what it feels like, and puts me into kind of hyper focus mode, and that's what I love about it. Because you know it's uh, statistically shown that people with ADHD tend to be very creative, uh, great communicators, which of course is what this podcast is all about communication. Um, very, you know, above average intelligence, uh, all that stuff. So I, I would not forego that. Well, but I, don't, I, wouldn't, I don't know, but above average. Well, I mean, way yeah. above average. Okay. I mean, you're a doctor and I'm smarter. Right. So. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, so I wouldn't forego those benefits. Um, although, you know, the question you asked was, what are some of the struggles in your adult life? And uh, there are definitely... Yeah, let's get to that answer. I think we did a little bit of a side detour track? there. Yeah, that's part of the issue sometimes. No, that's, uh, it's all good. Um, no, it's, it's more about being on time, uh, wanting 
to uh, please people and, and, you know, failing at that at times because you're running behind on things or completely miss an appointment or, um, you know, have lofty goals that you uh, have great intentions of, of completing and promise people you might complete and then you don't. So that causes stress and anxiety and uh, I guess in some people's cases, depression. Um, so yeah, it uh, can be all fun and games, but sometimes it definitely has a serious side. And as as a, a wife and a mother and a friend, I mean, we, we're surrounded by a lot of people who have ADHD, actually. I don't know if we kind of just tend to attract that kind yeah. of people and so we, they, they we tend, like being with those. They tend to be more fun. They tend to be creative. <laughs> But uh, it definitely is a is a struggle for for people to get you know they they kind of all have have those traits and just to get themselves organized and I mean we used to share well we still share a calendar just to organize ourselves and we but we our work calendars were also synced to our personal can- calendar on iCalendar and it drove me crazy because I would see your appointments for work and you had an appointment in like half an hour in a part of town that is. 20 minutes away more, more and I haven't yeah, even started getting ready shower, or you're yeah. in the shower and I used to stress out because I would be working from home you know doing my my thing and thinking oh my gosh she's gonna be late for his appointment and then I would put that stress on me and so I thought like this is not my problem you need to figure it out okay so those are all the the obvious or more obvious things inattention a bit of hyperactivity yeah, but feelings which you of don't guilt. have yeah. but what about some of the more you know deeper emotions or the more subtle difficulties that may have arisen either in social, mostly social contexts is what I'm looking for. Yeah. Oh, I keep well, hitting my mic. <laughs> with your glass, <laughs> with of wine. glass of wine. Yeah. We haven't disclosed that to your four listeners well, yet. If they could see the little getup we have here, I'll have to put that on my Instagram because I'm looking like a professional here, but this but little gadget keeps falling. The, the screen over the mic keeps falling. But so you don't pop your peas. No. Uh, so if you don't smash it with your glass of wine, that definitely helps. Um, social settings, um, again, from a communication standpoint, for sure, we tend to be the center of attention, um, you know, uh, but also can be. At the other end of the spectrum, we're very shy. Because if you think shy. about everybody we know, I, mean, I was just thinking, oh, is he overgeneralizing over-gen- here, saying everybody wants to be the no. center of attention? Not everyone, but people with ADHD. That's what I mean. So I'm thinking of the people we know with ADHD, and I think it's a, it is kind of a common trend, right? Where they always want to be like the light, like in a good way. The, no, but it's wild swings. It's not a very ex- uh, um, extroverted people. Yeah, on the outside, but then also very introverted side as well right um so yeah i don't know um you know being misunderstood in groups of people um you know we also tend to be very sensitive uh sensitive to other people's emotions especially our own so um yeah uh you know uh, the last thing i want is to insult someone or hurt someone's feelings and um you know with a lack of a filter and speaking my mind um, and not thinking about what I'm going to say sometimes before I say it, uh, certainly can put some people off, insult people. And, uh, yeah, that's a real world challenge. So thinking, not thinking about what you say before you say it. So what, like you just have, it just comes out. Not always. It and, out. and it's not, again, these aren't excuses. These are reasons, um, for, for why some things happen. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I tend to say what everyone is thinking. And so the fact that Everyone's thinking it isn't a big deal, 
but as soon as I verbalize it into uh, the like, real oh world. Oh my gosh, did he just say that? Yeah. And then they throw me under the bus, but they right. were thinking it. You know what I mean? No, I must say, um, I definitely appreciate you. I appreciate this way more now that I understand it. Because some things that you used to do before, little details used to drive me crazy. Like all of a sudden, I remember we were driving one day along the road and you discovered that your CDs were not well organized. And you literally <laughs> pulled over. We were on Ramsey Lake Road and you pulled over. To reorganize my CDs? To organize your CDs. And I was like, what? Can th this can be done later, surely. But you no. were adamant and you no. had to organize them just then. So someone, someone, uh, the best description I've heard of, of ADHD, and again, it, it, it affects all areas of someone's life, both negatively and positively. Uh, but it's like a hundred... And 50 sticky notes falling all around you with something different and super interesting written on every one. And you just want to grab it and read it and then grab the next one and read it. And um, that's what ends up happening. I, I know. I love so that the analogy. Because the that, CDs were. Oh, I know. All a of a sudden, note and they the were sticky note. Yeah. Oh, I got to do this. <clears throat> now is a good time. There was that. And, you know, I've been in many, obviously, social con situations with you. And there are so many times where I've been like, oh my God. He like he shouldn't have said that, or you know that wasn't. <laughs> That's gonna upset someone. Or, yeah, um, but now I've I've kind of gotten used to it. Or we often joke about how you're the sensitive one in in our relationship. Like you're very. And yeah. the, and the, and I like I read earlier that is kind of a less a limbic system, right? Our emotions. As yeah. No, for sure. I'm definitely the. Uh the more uh, sensitive slash aware, careful one with regards to wanting, not wanting to hurt anyone and make sure everyone's included and all that kind of stuff. Um, but yeah, I mean, and that's, that's the, the, the part of ADHD that can be, can fool people is, uh, again, tend to be above average intelligence. So very convincing and, uh, will you stop with the above up, average? Uh, intelligence? I mean, I don't want to, I don't want to mention Einstein, but I was going to say Einstein. Oh, actually I had that up. Hang on. I was going to say Einstein earlier. I, I I'm telling you. Some, I wrote in Google, in the Google, I wrote in the Google, uh, famous people with ADHD. So I have, uh, Will Smith. Hmm. Fresh Prince of Bel Air. You can Hilarious. see it now. Yes. Hilarious. Super smart. If you haven't seen that, you got to watch that. Way again. above average intelligence. Uh, Michael Phelps. So I knew that, and he's won what, like twelve? He, I don't even know. It's he's won a whole more. bunch of gold medals. Won, yeah, at the w same Olympics. Jim Carrey. Hmm. So he's definitely got the hyper. Definitely didn't see that. Strain. No, didn't yeah. see that coming. Ty Pennington. What was that show? Um, uh, Extreme Makeover. Extreme Makeover. Yeah, they, they, yeah. Someone needed a bathroom makeover and they tore the whole house down. <laughs> yeah, that one. So he and refurnished had, it. I, you know, I've become, and I find this is weird. I've got like an ADHD. I'll bet you Bill Gates is ADHD plus autistic. More, there's more. So I wasn't done. Um, Steve Jobs. No, I think Bill Gates has Asperger's or something. Oh, whatever. But anyways, I wasn't. Steve Jobs. I just forgot what I, oh, just Justin Timberlake. Yeah. So creative. Um, I don't know you. I'm waiting for my big break. All these people that I was, I was on a rant and I forget you totally rudely interrupted me. See, that's you. So taking you off. That's right? that's one thing that I've noticed with some people with ha who have ADHD is that they often I feel and I've talked about this on uh, episode one. Um, so many episodes ago. How people I know so long ago. <laughs> I'll hug and I remember. We're already on three. Um, some people just 
I can tell when I'm talking to them, they're not, they're not listening to me. They're, they've got a point to make and they are thinking about how that's, best yeah, that's to, most that people are bad communicators. Who are back oh, to what communication. What I was saying is that I'm a, I have like an ADHD radar. Like I could just, I feel like I can just yeah. tell. Anyway, so back to So the point I was yes. making was the fact that we are above average intelligence. No, right. <laughs> and, <laughs> and you're when, not. We, when we are, if we, di- we, can make, we can deflect and we can make, you know, excuses and we're, you know, masters of that. Um, but we can fool uh, ourselves even by the fact that we can focus on something for like two hours. And someone says, well, there's no way they have ADHD, they can focus on that. But if you are passionate about something or enjoy doing it, you know, like I used to be super anal about cleaning the vehicles, um, or I'll get on a cleaning frenzy in the house, and I'll just go for two hours nonstop. But that's actual function of ADHD, um, something you are passionate about. I know when you when you get into that zone where you just like you are, love it. I love it when it's not wasting time. Right. If my I, I think of my focus as a laser, and if it's pointed in the right direction, it's not a bad thing. When it's pointed in the wrong direction, it's not great. And I mean, we see it a lot with our daughter and I, I, I kind of hemmed and hawed about whether or not I should bring her up or involve her in all of this, but this is not something that, that is, we should be ashamed of. This is something that, oh, there's Kevin pouring wine. I'm not going to the bathroom. Don't mind me. I'm not going to the bathroom. Oh gosh. <laughs> there's that, <laughs> you didn't need to say that. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? Maybe we're filming in the, or filming, no. recording in the bathroom. Um, what was I saying? See, you keep interrupting me. Hmm. I was talking about her daughter. You, you, whether she, you should involve her. Oh, right. Into yeah, I'm the, one, I'm the her, one with ADHD. And her, yeah, <laughs> and it, with her difficulties. And you have mom brain. I do. That's mom brain and just too busy. But Mom no. brain and 40-year-old brain. Oh, yeah. this was, It's not something that people should be ashamed of. It's not. No. So, it's actually, so when I was saying, should I involve her? Meaning like, oh, well, if I talk about her, it's a stigma, blah, blah, blah. But I think that it's important to just mention, like, I love the, the stuff that, that you and our daughter come up with. It's always kind of... Good sense of humor is something we didn't always, mention yet. It's always kind of outside, outside the box, exactly. Like, I, I, you guys always see things under a different lens. Quick-witted. Like, is there really a downside to this? I guess I talked a little right. bit about it. But. Exactly. But some people, that's what some people say. Why do we keep saying, oh, you know, ADHD? I remember I, after finding out about... Um, the fact that you don't outgrow it and you still have it as an adult and many people struggle. I posted something on my Facebook page where I talked about my journey from grade six through high school and university not being medicated and then going back to see my doctor and I had so many people reach out and say, oh my God, I'm sure that my partner's like that or I'm like that. Um, you know, where do I go? What do I find out? I know, it was... Since then, it was crazy, right? Literally, like so many people like were three or four people I know identifying, yeah, were diagnosed <clears throat> and uh, got meds and everything else. And again, it, it if you if you so choose to, uh, we always make a joke about that um, at a pharmacy uh, pickup desk. There's nothing but Alzheimer's meds and ADHD meds because we can't yeah. organize ourselves <laughs> enough to freaking get there and pick them up. Yeah, for sure. But uh, they got meds and they're you know, functioning much, much better. So I joke about it all the time. I, you know, I'm, I can be funny, sarcastic, uh, creative, artistic, all that kind of stuff. I can take a pill and be normal like everybody else, dull and boring, I guess, or whatever. Oh, come on. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I'm interesting. You're super interesting, yeah. I think I have, 
their ADHD has rubbed off on me or I've got self-induced ADHD because I'm definitely feeling the symptoms. That's just called mom. No, I don't know. Mom and over, overworked and busy. Good yeah. thing you have an amazing... Or today's society, just multitasking. Good thing you have an amazing partner. Oh, exactly. Yeah. Um, so just to get back to that communication piece, because this is about communication. So, uh, so you know, because of you, because of her daughter, because of some of our friends who... Uh, and my actually uh, family, I'm not going to name anybody right now until I ask their permission, but in my family, there are people who have undiagnosed, undiagnosed ADHD, for sure. which, are, you know, it's so obvious that they do have it. So <laughs> communication is not just um, what we say, what we understand, it's everything else. It's between the lines. And I've mentioned this before. Body, body language. and Yeah, bo- exactly. Body language. And so I wonder, like... Why is it that sometimes I'll say to you, like, oh, you know, I don't know, I was reading that person differently, and I think that you may have offended them, and and if you didn't, I didn't pick up on it. Yeah, if you didn't pick up on it, like I I just, and I've noticed that not just with you, like with other people. Yeah, but how do those turn out? Like, are they actually offended? Like, right? Who's right, me or you? I don't know. Yeah, my brain or your brain? I know. Um. I think it's mine. I think we're very, yeah, I'm sure you do. I think we're very astute and very sensitive to social cues like that. But um, I think because of the sarcasm and sense of humor, we get away with, I know I do anyways, I get away with a lot of, I'm kind of known as the person that just speaks my mind and people die laughing at whatever it is because they were thinking it. And Well, when I think about people who have ADHD in our lives, which is a lot of people, it's people that stand out. It's usually people that just well, are, are, like I said, there's, are the there's average not many, Joe. There's not many downsides. I was going to say leaders and like, yeah. you know, you know, leaders, funny, creative, intelligent, uh, above par, above average, or whatever you're saying. Yeah. Par, par is, no, Golf. par is average. I know, but if you say above par, that's above well, average. that's fine. Same sure. Jeez. Yeah. You just have random words coming well, into your mouth. that's what happens. That's what happens when it's 1130 at night and we're exactly. drinking wine and exactly. our kids are continuously getting up, wondering why we're talking. Well, and this is the first episode I record outside of the dungeon of uh, Hey, your speech path. How do we fix my ultra monotone, silky voice? <laughs> well, I've been working on that for 20 years and You're, there's no success. You've not been working like on it. I've never, oh, indirect, you've never given me indirectly. You've never given me one piece of thing to work on. Because I don't mind your voice. I like your voice. What I was trying to say earlier is communication is not just what we say, what we're saying is executive functioning, organizing, um, planning, coming up with an idea and putting it into action. So you're great with ideas. Oh, I want to do this. Oh, we're totally going to do that. But then putting it into action is something that's difficult. So that's all. I just want to make it clear to people here. Part of what we call uh, speech language pathologists, uh, cognitive communication. So it's just putting all of that information together. Because what are we using to put that information together? We're using, we're, we're reading, we're writing, we're understanding. We're seeing. Right. Yeah. Okay. So work. How's that been? Talk about work. Um, Where's work taking the biggest, you? The biggest challenge has been, so, you know, being a decent communicator um, overall, I tend to fall into relationship management roles, sales roles, that type of thing. Um, and um, over time, the challenge has been just scheduling. 
planning, organizing, being on time for stuff, um, getting things done on time, uh, procrastinating until the very last. Oh, we're having a wine pouring break over here. It's Valentine's Day after all. It's not, it's still Valentine's Day, isn't it? We do, yes, we still have a whole half hour. Okay, so organizing. Oh my gosh, I keep hitting yeah, keep this hitting thing. your mic. That's your learning curve. <laughs> Flat as a board. Um, uh, yeah, I, it's time. it's cramming, uh, leaving things to the very last possible second. Yeah. Like you know, an example <laughs> is you know uh, an an actual allergy to the mundane, simple task, any admin task, like just an absolute allergy to that. But the, uh, we're at my current job. We have a uh, company credit card, and as we accumulate expenses, every month we're supposed to submit expense reports and some, some receipts and everything else, and I had left it for four months, I think it was. Oh, it was a long time. Yeah, it was a long time. Uh, just because that was one of those things that just piled up, piled up, piled up. I knew if I did it, I'd feel so much better. It sabotaged my weekends and my time off because I just sat worrying about that thing. I should have just done it. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, we talked about that forever. Oh, Did you I'm going to do receipt? it. I'm going to do it. And I, I and sent little camp, friendly reminders. Cottage, camp, cabin, <laughs> chalet, whatever. You know, and anyway, just ridiculous. I mean, in, in spite of all of the negative uh, downsides piling up, it didn't matter. I just was absolutely allergic. Anyway, by the time I did it, they owed me $15,000 or something like that in expenses. They canceled my credit card. I paid $500 in late fees over the summer like it was just ridiculous plus all the stress and that was pure this executive is the first functioning. i hear about this 500 dollars. well whatever case. it's whatever 500 here 500 there wow yeah we spend that Seriously? in toilet paper in a month for because pizza. you didn't submit the receipt yeah I, you, yeah. we are responsible you for we are responsible for our own late fees wow interesting you didn't tell and they me canceled this. the credit card on me i knew that but i thought it was just God. because you but Ridiculous. I kept telling you. I know. That's one small example, though. I know. Uh, like, like, I hate doing that... reports as a clinician. I hate marking as a prof. But I do it. Like, you just did not do it. Yeah. It's horrible. I know. And, I, and it piled up. It was in, and it was in my face. Yeah. And that, I, I oh liken... Oh, my God. This is... I liken know? ADHD to being like a car without a starter. Like a Lamborghini. Sometimes it's a car with, like, all flat, four flat tires. Whatever. <laughs> Okay, no one's asking your opinion here. I'm the guest. Or it's like the GPS is broken. No, it's not the GPS is broken. This is a Lamborghini. Yeah, it's actually a the finely motor. tuned. No, the motor's GP great. No, well, no the I'm motor's not fine. It's not great. I'm just saying that. The starter, planning. which is part of the whole system, right. is not there. The starter's not there, so you just kind of yeah. cruise. But the GPS is the you get in, to be the organization. You put gas in the car, you clean it, you have every intention of driving right. this amazing thing from A to B. But it's and just you get in and you try to start it, and no, I got no, is there a pull cord? So let's go back to the uh, horrible fine you got oh, yeah. from not paying those receipts. So, time management. Is, is a huge issue that's, for you. Yeah, that's... Um, that's but I, what I don't understand. That's the like, biggest one. Is it that... So explain this to me. So, okay, just to give our listeners... The worst part is no, I, I work on, in a job where I work from home. Yeah. So... It's worse. I, I said that earlier when no, I was saying didn't. that we share our calendars and I work from home and you're still here. I didn't say that you work from home? No. Okay. No. Um, Again, I was, going, I was talking about the car and the starter. It's, just, it's missing the starter. So meds can help start the car. Yeah. And turn the high beams on. Okay, I just thought of a, um, maybe it's a, a touchy subject. It's more emotionally bound. 
talk about your, your like friendships. Like what, what? For, so on a communication side, I tend to be a little more needy. Um, I like to keep in touch with friends. I'm a little old school when it comes to texts. I don't, I don't use too many short forms and stuff. So my texts can certainly be a little longer. Some of our friends make fun of me for that. They know if they text me or I text them, they have to set aside 20 minutes to uh, have a conversation. It's like a one to five ratio. I, and that's something you, you have not talked about yet in your podcast is communication via text. Oh, I know it's because there is a, a whole other language. There is emojis an, are, uh, are becoming a language, but there's an etiquette to it. It's, I look Absolutely. at it like an actual, like we're having a conversation right now. If I just was to stop, I need to add that as a topic and Thank walk you. away. If I stopped and walked away from our conversation right, right now and you so like, tell me, tell me more, Kevin. And then like, you're literally like, and I leave Yeah. and then I don't come back for like 40 minutes. Right. And then I send you another text like, no. You're, I know, that you're you in crazy. the middle of a conversation. Like, just, you just sit there and you're yeah, but like, wow. this, this is communication 101. Yeah. So I can't read body language. No. I, I can't read into what the words, you know, unless it's There's an amazing Ellen skit on, you know, the difficulties reading, reading intonation and stuff on text where you get mad and the person is actually just chilling. Well, but if anyway. it's, yeah, if it's all in caps, I, I, I swear to God, like I am so fascinated actually by texting because it is. And I wonder... Another, do people with language disorders of whatever sort it is, would they have a more difficult time? I'm sure they would. With the whole, because it's written they already language. can't, but they already can't read social cues. But we people. don't, we have not done any research on this. Like, like they must have, I don't know. Do they have a harder time interpreting? I don't well, know. And again, I have no idea. Uh, being somewhat sensitive, then we, I automatically will read into certain texts a certain way. I know. You so always kind of assume that it's negative it's, or it's yeah. about me or it's against me or yeah. whatever. But anyway, um, yeah, texting is certainly an area that, uh, you know, your middle conversation, oh, I'm, I'm going to step away for a few minutes. I'll be right back mm -hmm. or we'll chat later or I'm busy or whatever. Um, and, uh, yeah. But I find you, you know, we, you and I do that a lot and it's fine. It's just, if it's just you and I, we just go oh, on, on a tangent, oh, it's, not, it's not, but I find it's not you, every single text interaction that is like that. I'm saying you're in the middle of an actual conversation. You've been chatting about something and then the person disappears. Yeah. And then two days later, text something back. Like, I don't know. I just, it's definitely changing the way we communicate as, as humans for sure. And there's an etiquette to it. And, um, Someone needs to figure that out right yeah, quick. Yeah, I should do that, right? Nobody's done it. Maybe uh, they're doing well, it right I don't now. Know. No one's done it. Like 7 yeah. billion people on the planet. I'm pretty sure you didn't check with all of them if they're studying uh, text communication. Whatever. Hey, you're lucky to even be a guest on this podcast. Hey, so. Well, I'm number five. No, three. I'm, I'm one of your five listeners. No. So <laughs> okay, it's, is it bad if you know all your listeners by name? I do not. I bet you Joe Rogan does not know all his oh, I, no. listeners well, I don't really by name. Care. I'm just saying. I'm, I, I'm, I'm not very, trying to be Joe Rogan. I'm here. very proud of you. It's amazing you have okay. this thing going. I just hope. I'm just saying this might not even air. That, well, it should. <laughs> it's cold. You know, but thank you actually for being open and honest about it because, like you said earlier, when you posted about this a few years ago, a lot of people reached out on Facebook and mm -hmm. said, "Hey, like, frig, I think I've got this." Yeah. No, people don't talk about it. There is definitely a stigma. Yeah. And it's definitely, so I was actually just talking to someone today who was admitting that they have ADHD and it was just kind of like, okay, listen, yo, 
I've got ADHD, so you got to change the way you're saying this. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. you know that, that I I commend well, yeah, as far that, as communication like, goes, it, we don't like people who beat around the bush. We no. want people to get to the point. Yeah, like communication, absolutely. There are. How many some... times have I said that to you? I'd be like, okay, Kevin, give me the cold snow version yeah. of this story. Well, I, there was that. It's there like, was, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Okay, there was that. Uh, well, when we're telling stories, it's all over the road because we're trying to read all these sticky notes. That are following yeah. around us, right? So it oh, takes... yeah. If you've ever seen two people with ADHD talk to each other, it's actually quite it's entertaining. Hilarious. I should actually have a podcast. Just look at this conversation right now. How many times have I uh, made you forget? Yes, exactly. Took you you took me off course, and then I have to focus. That's, this is communication, So if folks. someone else has ADHD, like, you, just got, you guys just go off and off and off yeah. on tangents. I saw that there was a meme or whatever you call those things where... It had is it North... meme or is it meme? Meme or meme? Meme. 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 Anyway. They had a uh, normal person conversation, start, middle, end. And then they had a person with ADHD conversation. And then it was start, and then off on this tangent, off oh, on that yes, tangent, I over know, here, I love that. over there, okay, over I'll here. I'll try to find that. Here. Oh, it's amazing. And then they, it ends after, you know, going in 17 different directions with an apology. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we always laugh. Because my friends always make fun of Kevin's me. Kevin's always the first one the next, the next day, morning, whatever we've done before, the night before. And sometimes night nothing drinking. really happened. Uh, and you're like, oh, that's sorry. That's the sensitivity. Sorry I said this about your hair. Whatever. That's right? the sensitivity. Sorry I made a so comment about morning, your sh- shirt. Yeah, the next morning. Yeah. I, I, I mean, really, I start the evening with saying I apologize for yeah. whatever is about to happen. So that's that, that's that lack of inhibition, that impulsivity where you just... Bleh, well, like, which is exaggerated when you are uh, inebriated in any exactly. way. Which so. I read that people with ADHD, because their brain is constantly going, right? It's like you're paying attention to everything and everything is like... Pot slows it down. Exactly. And um, I imagine even alcohol. like No, that, the alcohol doesn't help it. Alcohol... I would say, or becomes more of a, you become more. It. Uh, yeah, it, it yes. makes it worse because your filter just becomes whatever little you had is gone. Again, this all relates to the communication part of it, and guilt and feeling bad if you've insulted someone or uh, I don't know. I have no idea how long we've been airing for about probably forty minutes. So we can... yeah, well, for Joe Rogan goes seven hours. Oh, I is Joe Rogan that much more. Uh, interesting to me? No, no, absolutely not. No, we're, I do jujitsu. He does here. jujitsu. Exactly. But uh, I, you know what I want? Just be like you've owned it, and a lot of adults are like. I think that's why you got a huge response on Facebook is because you just said, "Yeah, freak, I've got this," mm-hmm. and this is like a freaking struggle. Yeah. Not because it's not not right and great and amazing, but because society just doesn't really make it easy for for people with ADHD. No. Um, and again, it's also overdiagnosed. But uh, I love the creativity. Like of all of our friends who have our ADHD and my family members and our kid, you know, it's I just wouldn't, uh, I honestly, it, it's a I fascinating honestly, brain. Knowing everything that I know and all the struggles that I definitely are real and I deal with and seeing our daughter cope and deal with that stuff. If I could go back and have a quote unquote normal brain, I honestly wouldn't change it. I wouldn't switch it. No, with all, I there, wouldn't there's definite there's definite struggles, um, but I mean, again, I think uh, you need different people on the planet to uh, evoke different uh, emotions and feelings and creativity and yeah, you know, push boundaries and absolutely. And, and I think it's important that we have different people with different types of brains. Insult people, maybe. 
So there's also a really good TED talk, and I'll I'll think about it tomorrow, and I'll put it on my on the show notes, where there's a girl who who talks about her life with ADHD, and I I follow her on on Facebook, so I'll, I'll find her that way as well. But um, I think it's something that needs to be more known and well, normalized. Talk normalized, about. yeah. Um, I I just love. When I see that little that little twinkle in our in our daughter's eye, like I could just see that it's that part of the brain that's tapping in, whatever. I don't have it. Yeah. Um, but it's. I it's think it's a awesome. shame when uh, parents don't medicate their kids, who have who who have you know for sure been diagnosed. You know, I was alluding to earlier to the. You fact think it's that a shame? It's a shame when they You're don't. You're shaming people. No, I think it's a shame. <laughs> No, it's, it's unfortunate because... But I, that's I, a personal choice. No, I'm not... It is a personal no choice. medication is... That's fine. Is a, it is... I'm not, people can do whatever they want. I'm saying either when people do it because they think there's such a big stigma and they think that the medication is so horrible for their child, whatever else. Right. Again, we, you know, with, with our daughter, it's only during the school year and it's only during the school week. And it's Fridays, not, she doesn't because it suppresses her appetite and she wants to eat pizza. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> the, the downside is absolutely... Um, Appetite. It doesn't turn them into zombies. It doesn't, you know. Well, I think it can kill. if they if it's too high of a dose. Well, sure. Just have I a mean, dose but that's packed. the whole point of it. Is there if, if they have a hyperactive component, it calms that down. Yeah, yeah. It allows them to look focus. Like a zombie. No, not a zombie. Uh, and again, it wears off. Right. But it can if it's too sure. high. For it sure, it wears off. I mean, studies have shown uh, that, and again, we didn't realize this, and I wouldn't, I wouldn't change it anyways, even though we know this. Um, that if you give AD or ADHD meds, whatever that med happens to be, what does our daughter take? Bifentin, Bifentin Concerta, Concerta, there's yeah. Ritalin, all of those. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, if you if, if children take it, you know, from a young age all the way through adolescence and early adulthood, and uh, even in adulthood, it can actually physically change the brain to function more normally. Well, that's just the neuroplasticity. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. But I, I personally, I would not want that. Uh, oh, I, no. I, I, I didn't take it on weekends. I didn't take it through the summers, uh, with our daughter. I think it's important that she eat and she eats like a horse when she's not on, uh, any kind of meds. I know like weekends. It's like she catches up. Oh, it's yeah. It's insane. She weighs like as much as my leg. I know. Uh, but she's an ectomorph. I just think, I ectomorph? think. Ectomorph? Is it? Uh, I think it's ectomorph. No, that's, no, ectomorph is Ectomorph, large. endomorph, mesomorph. mesomorph. She's so an ectomorph. So to medicate uh, just, or not just, to medicate, but that's honestly a debate, and we chose to. But you often we give her the choice. Even she, our our, our daughter's in a competitive sport, yeah. and sometimes during competitive she says events, if she wants to be able to focus. Yeah, uh, yeah I'm going to take some. Um, but she doesn't like taking it. Either. But again, if you want to if you want to talk about communication deficits uh, as a result of ADHD in a in a social environment, she's very shy. Uh, her communication levels are low. Yeah, she but doesn't she also know how has. To talk she a language disorder. So she's got both, which is very common. Um, well, and she's bilingual. So yeah, exactly. She's well, got right? a lot of stuff going on. But, yeah, no, oh, a language, a social communication is a huge oh, factor in people with ADHD. Massive. So, so yeah, add to saying, that a language people, disorder, then yeah, you're... I think people should not be so quick to uh, rule out medication as, again, likening it to wearing uh, glasses so exactly. you can see better. And also another analogy was, why would you go through life with one arm tied behind your back if you don't have to? And I like that analogy, but I also like to stress that it's because of of society. It's because of the Mm. very past, uh, past, fast paced life that we live in. 
And the fact that we need to go, 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 and the kids need to go to school, and the school curriculum is not made for pe- for, oh, for gosh, kids no. who are... No. These kids need to be able to stand so, and move. And yeah. So the medication is more there yeah. to make them fit in with the mainstream society. But that's a whole other discussion. Uh, and it is, it a, is what it is. What to are a we certain degree, do? but how... it's also, to, again, in my case, was to allow me to focus on the information and tasks at hand. And it helped, absolutely. Again, I, I yeah, it's, it's that, that's a whole other topic for sure. I'm just saying I hope some uh, parents might listen to this and say, you know what, here's someone who's 43 years old who was medicated all the way through grade 6 to, to 12, all the way through 12, remedicated as an adult, um, and I, it turned out pretty good, and there are no long-term side effects from the studies they've done. People worry about that stuff and changing yeah. their child. And, and I think it's important to say it. I mean, I say it to our daughter all the time. Like, yeah, you have ADHD. And dad so does, has ADHD. So does Papa, yeah. And yeah, Papa, because our kids are bilingual. Um, you guys have the same brain, and it's cool. And we, uh, like, we'll often, you know, when she has to take her medication, she, she doesn't, you know, why do I have to take this? And, well, you well, know, your brain, school, well. school needs your brain to be a certain way, and you have to go to school. So. But we also focus a lot on the upsides of the, and it's actually referred to as a syndrome, by the way, ADHD is, a, is a officially a syndrome, but we, we focus on the upsides of it, the creativity, the sense of humor. She's super quick-witted. Yeah. Um, you know, she gets it, she understands. So we focus on that, that side of it as well. Speaking of which, our, our ADHD daughter just woke up and it's 11.57. But another very side effect is to talk about, yeah, very light sleeping. And it is crazy. Like, the, you sneeze. Good God, you fart and, and, and it wakes her up. So it has been a... A real which, pleasure. A real pleasure. Yeah. Hope you guys enjoyed. This is real life. This is uncut, ADHD uncut. Unedited, raw. Yeah, and we're looking at us communicating to each other to, uh, on the yeah. parley podcast it's amazing this is like on the little, parley podcast right if you guys didn't recognize kevin's voice yet that was him oh yeah <laughs> it's unmistakable i'm the i liked it i'm the woolly mammoth in uh, ice age no you're great ray romano anyways this is just uh um to show that adhd is actually a massive component with regards yeah, to communication a gift and what a, yeah, there's, you know, just like people who have neuro, typical brains are not perfect. No. So people who do, I, I don't even like the word neuro, neurotypical. I mean, it's better than normal, Atypical, but typical neurotypical, know. you know, what, who decides what typical is. Differently challenged. Yeah. Anyway, I mean, you know, you're vertically, a- you're vertically challenged, a- but as in like too tall. AD- <laughs> ADHD equals fun. That's all that matters. Exactly. Um, but, uh, yeah, so eventually I'd like to have my uh, daughter on here. I was thinking about that. Do you think that would be appropriate or would she like look no, back like, in like fine. 10 years and be like, totally mom, fine. like you totally exploited me. No, it's totally fine. But I, I don't know. It may be like a three minute podcast. Exactly. Maybe the fastest po- It'd be introduction. Maybe I'll do like a whole 20 bunch. words. Like I'll do like 20, 30, 30 minute podcasts. And then just string them all together. Oh, so we, we started this to, one when she was 15. She's 18 now. <laughs> <laughs> and we've strung one podcast together. No, sometimes she goes off on uh, tangents. I don't think... That's the other one, right? Yeah. That's the other one. This is talking in her sleep just now. 
Um, but yeah, weird. no, you know, I, I, I love, I love the creative brain. I love ADHD brains and, um, you know, social communication can be difficult. And I think we just need to recognize that just because it's not, we don't all have to fit in a square box. Exactly. Period. Yeah. And just know that. And fun happens outside the box. They have a lot to offer. They, I hate saying they, even categorize yeah. like those people Ooh, over there. Those they, aliens, those, the, the, there's a really good song them. about they by Sophie Tucker. I don't Check give it out. About they. Yeah. It's yeah. a really good song. Okay, folks. Um, I'll try to put some of that information in the show notes. This was, uh, Oh, it's 12 AM. So Valentine's, Valentine's is, over. is over. Have the a good night, honey. This is a nice little podcast recording. Bunny. So following a little poll on Instagram, um, you guys told me that you wanted some bloopers. So here are some bloopers. But yeah, so what was I saying? (laughs) 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 I totally took you off track. Hang on. No, don't stop it. I really don't remember. So it was a good thought. But just an ectomorph. I just think I ectomorph? think ectomorph. Is it? I, I think it's no. That's no ectomorph is ectomorph, large. endomorph, mesomorph. mesomorph. She's so an, ectomorph. She's anyway, ecto ecto is fluffy. Oh, ecto uh, is well fed. Well, I think you're wrong. No. but carry on, and telling I will find you, out. Cause... Telling you, this is the above average intelligence speaking. Wow. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. Exactly. That's what this is. Don't mess oh, with it. I'm talking to Siri right now. Oh, sorry. Oh my God. Disaster. Um. But yeah, I think like like we said, it's it's not a just, bad thing. It is a personal choice for sure. Oh, I'm to medicate, yeah. I'm saying, I think it's a it's a shame when when parents shut it down. Ectomorph is lean and long. I was right. Bam. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. Look. Wrong. Wrong. Yeah. Endomorph, big, high body fat. What? Mesomorph, muscular and well built. Oh, so I was wrong there. So it goes ecto, meso, endo. Whatever. Yeah. EME. Anyways, another side effect is, um, she, <laughs> she, she made me sleepwalking. Who are you talking so, to, Gina? Um, hang on. Let's just, oh, let's just, pa- pa- oh, our other daughter other is daughter. talking to herself. You're way more conservative. Yeah. When it comes to and social I, cues. Are you and yawning? It's, yeah, it's I mean, only 11.48. This is still Valentine's Day. Anyway, this is parenthood. This is parenthood. We're, yeah. we're podcasting in the middle of my kitchen. Okay, we're done. We're almost we're done. We're talking too loud and, and our we're child can't done. sleep. We're almost done. Go to bed.